Hello, and welcome to First Geek 411. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Nicolay, and on the Skype, I have my good friend, Cameron Franklin. Cameron, how have you been? Hello, hello. I'm doing pretty well. How are you doing? Doing well, doing well. It's been a busy week getting ready for school and stuff, so it's a good thing it doesn't start till Wednesday. You. How about you? Woo. I'm doing well. Um, just came back from Ikea. Um, and got to hang out with some friends earlier today, so it's been pretty good. How close do you live to an Ikea? Because I love Ikea. Not close <laughs> enough. Or, cl- or far enough away to not spend all of my money there. Sure. One of those that's, two. It's a good point. It's about an hour 15, maybe an hour away. Oh, man. So. Okay. It means I can't go there all of the time. Well, but how often do you really need to go? Did you have some Swedish meatballs? That's the that's the really important question. I didn't. I, no, I did not. We went to Chick Fil A um, <sighs> on the way there. So man, going to IKEA and not it getting happens. meatballs. That's that's like just messed up. That's just messed up. I mean, I think driving by Chick Fil A and not stopping for Christian chickens even worse. I I guess since you don't live nearly close enough to one like you used to, but yeah. They're building one that's like 10, 15 minutes away, though. Ooh. So now it won't be an excuse when you go to Ikea. Or I'll have even less money, one of those that two. <laughs> but yeah, we have uh, some exciting stuff to talk about this week. Um, because there's an event last weekend that we have to talk about. And yeah. Mostly about that event, I think. But we have some other stuff that we'll cover. Yeah. We've got some other stuff to get to before that, so we'll just plant that little yep, tease. Exactly. That's like 20 minutes from now. See how good I am at teasing? <laughs> but let's dive right in. Uh, let's look at uh, upcoming video games for, for this week. We've got Gravity Rush 2. Which I never... Did you play the original the first Gravity Rush? Yeah. Yeah, I played the first one on Vita. Um, it's one of my Platinums. Um, it's a fun game. The The Vita had motion controls. I mean, obviously, PS4 doesn't have that. To nearly, I mean, you have the touchpad, but to the nearly the same extent. I'm pretty relieved it was that a lot it of fun because I am not the yeah, biggest fan of touch controls. Can you hear that? Because yeah. I'm not touching it. It's way across the room. <laughs> I can't. Okay, good. So. I'm <laughs> just... Hopefully our listeners can't My either. phone's going off, guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it happens. It's it distracting happens. me. Mistakes were made. <laughs> so, but yeah, Gravity Rush. I need to, I want to check out the first one, though. Like, it look, looks like a fun yeah. game and whatever. And then... Awkward silence. That's what. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there we go. I hope you're still listening. Please still be there. <laughs> um, Dragon Quest VIII, Journey of the Cursed King. It's coming out on 3DS this week. Um, I still need... Have you played Eight? No. <gasps> I haven't played a lot of them yet, actually, because I've bought some of them, but they just, they're sitting in their cases. I have been a pretty yeah. big slacker when it comes to video games as of late. Gave all my... Because isn't that... I... Sorry, I gave all my time to Final Fantasy 15, and I was like, okay, we're good with video games for a while. Although I have been playing D3 again, but that's a mindless game, so. 
Oh, and just as a fun fact, um, as of us recording, we just got on Stitcher. Oh, nice. So, like, literally, like, I, like just literally got the email? Just got, yeah, literally just got the email. So, so maybe that's how you're listening to us right now. to us. <laughs> so. We're pretty high class here. Like, we definitely don't get sidetracked should by anything. Be... Remotely good happening We to should us. ask that question this week. What? Where are you listening to us at? Is it our website? <laughs> Is it iTunes, or where else do you get your podcast? Now is it on Stitcher? Content. Yeah, maybe it's Stitcher now. <laughs> What's the most popular Watch format? Watch us succeed. But yeah, Dragon Quest Eight's coming out. Uh, I haven't even really looked at the reviews, but Dragon Quest usually reviews pretty well. Uh, is this a remake? Is eight? Like I would assume. Because aren't we on like eleven now? Well, I mean, so. It's hard to say because Dragon Quest is one of those games that we're not guaranteed to get it, the iteration in the U.S. And it's also so so sometimes and then sometimes they come out in the U.S. much later while we're still advancing in the number series. It's oh, okay. often and I don't know too much about it. I just enjoy the games. I like the art and everything. But the game that interested me on the list this week is the Turing Test. Mm-hmm. So you do you know what the Turing Test is? I mean, isn't it? Can you prove if a machine is a machine? Yeah, essentially that's what it is. It's a it's not to necessarily prove. It's a test to see if you can tell the difference between a human and a machine. Okay. And try to ter- determine it that way, but at like it's a little more complicated than that but so that's why this game concept sounds super interesting um yeah i don't know first person puzzler let's see by square from oh interesting it's from square that's what square enix collective i do not know what i think it's like one of their support studios so it's not they're supporting like indie development i believe Oh, okay. That's cool. Supporting indies is always a good thing. Mm-hmm. That's what's important. It's the best thing. It's the most important thing. Maybe not, actually, but... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I mean, but it's a first-person puzzler. Like... It's coming... I don't... It sounds interesting. Uh, tu- they're using Turing. They gave the main character in this game is Ava Turing. Um, and she's an engineer, but... I don't know... It, should I just read this? We have the like we have to read at least one game. Yeah, go for right? it. And this one's actually well written. Yeah, I think that's like in our contract. <laughs> so. This one's actually pretty well written. Um, the Turing Test is a first-person puzzler from the developers of Numa: Breath of Life that explores the phenomena of consciousness and challenges the meaning of human intuition. Take control of Ava Turing, an engineer for the International Space Agency (ISA), and progress through a narrated story of introspection and morality whilst uncovering the hidden mysteries of Europa. Delve into the Turing Test's human interaction puzzles and arm yourself with logical and methodical thinking. Take on tests designed in such a way that only a human could solve them. In an evolving story based on mankind's inherent need to explore, protect, and survive, players search deeper into Europa's ice-crested core and transcend the line between man and machine. Investigate the truth behind the ISA's research base on, on Jupiter's moon, Europa. It's really a long description. 
That is a really long Solve mistake. puzzles during... <laughs> oh, it's still going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Solve puzzles using your energy manipulation tool, EMT, to transfer power out from one object and into another. Power up and take control of artificially intelligent machines. Manipulate giant structures and solve complex tax, tasks, all woven into a multi-layered story based on the human struggle for control. The Turing test can only be experienced through the interactive medium of video games. The Turing test sparks your synapses into action in this electrifying new first-person puzzler as players learn the true cost of retaining human morality. That, that's really great. That's a well-written, really long paragraph. Seriously. Text, so. But, it, like, I might buy this because, it. I mean, as a puzzler, like, now typically I wouldn't play puzzlers on console, which this is coming out on PS4. Um, it is on Steam is it? also. Maybe I'll, either way, like, I prefer to play, like, puzzlers on handhelds and stuff. Kind of as a time killer more so than a whatever, but this one I'm super fascinated by, especially like just conceptually between like and philosoph philosophically the idea of mm -hmm. artificial intelligence and its implications on society. It's um, $20 on Steam. $20? So. I'm broke, so it'll be a while. <laughs> and so For reviews of those games, um, Turing Test has a 80 on Metacritic. Gravity Rush 2 has an 81. And Dragon Quest 8 has an 86. Um, once again, we say this every time. Review scores aren't everything, but they're there for... Um, they're just there as a resource. Like, if you're interested so. in the game, they are a good indication on whether or not you should check it out or not, essentially. Like, mm -hmm. if it's... Like, if you're interested and then you see it has a low score and you're like, like, I really just, like, was curious, then probably don't wouldn't be worth getting. But... If you're curious and they find out it has a higher score in the 80s and 90s, like it's a good little push to encourage you to buy it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so those are the three. Like, well, I mean, anything else on that list catch your eye? No, that was really it for me. There's a couple. I, of course, there's always more games coming out, but these are just the ones that we think uh, stand out to us, catch our eye, that we think you might want to go and. Um, take a look at also. Yeah, so. there's a few other games. Yeah, obviously there's one called Punch Club. I don't know what it's about. There weren't any with like crazy, awesome, awful sounding names this week. The Flame and the Flood. So. Oh, I say that, and then there's, uh yeah, Punch, Punch Club's Club. kind of in Punch there. Punch Club. So. Yeah. So those are the games that are coming out, but we've got some more video game news. Uh. We've got a Gravity Rush. Speaking of Gravity Rush 2, we have a live-action trailer. Yeah, um, it was pretty cool. Um, it's basically two um, Japanese women, like I think they're sisters, in a hotel or in their apartment, and their cat starts walking on the walls, and then gravity gets all flipped around, and it was just really very much in that theme of the um, of the game without being wasn't trying to be the game, and I guess, and I thought that was cool. That's important, like. Games always have, like, they're specifically designed to feel differently. Otherwise, like, you wouldn't want to put in more hours into a video game that you could have fit in 30 minutes otherwise. But, yeah, that's a interesting, uh, interesting trailer. It's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Check it out. Links will be in our show notes, so 
yep yep we'll put them in there for everybody and we can uh, you can check it out for yourself let us know what you think so oh one game that we've been waiting for a while now uh has a story trailer had a story trailer come out what game is that mm -hmm. it's horizon zero dawn yep pretty so. excited about this game been waiting we were we wanted we really wanted to check it out at lax the when I was out east, when I was with you, we mm -hmm. didn't really get a chance to. Um, and I still didn't. I got to watch a little video at PAX West, but I didn't actually get to play it because I had mm -hmm. another thing to get to. So I had to leave the event early that I was signed up for. Yeah, and I think it comes out next month. Right. Yeah, February 28th, yes. so very end of February. Just in time for me not to play it because I'll be prepping for PAX East. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just enough time for us to be spending all of our money. Mm -hmm. But I will be packing a console with but... me, apparently. You will? Potentially, yeah. We'll talk about that later, though. I am. We'll get there in a second. <laughs> Teasers. Let's see. Um, I, put a, I put a trailer on here. I don't know if you went and watched it. It's called Sticks. Shard Isn't of that the Dark? like the Goblin one? Like, uh, I feel like I have one of the game, like one of the Sticks games on, on my PlayStation. I'm pretty sure it was a free game on PlayStation, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a PS Plus game. Yeah. Um, but I put it on here because it definitely seemed like, like after our conversation on um, fantasy races, it definitely seemed like everything you would hate because it's about a like a goblin stealing from elves. So. Yeah, that's always a rough one. I, I I have a trouble playing the morally ambiguous phrases. Okay, they're not even ambiguous. They're just straight up like yeah. Well, I mean, goblins are and just bad. Just, like I don't consider goblins necessarily evil because they're so weak. <laughs> they just, they're just trying to survive. Shot, exactly. Can't they evil. can't be that evil. If I'm just killing them, like if I could just kill them. <laughs> <laughs> and like I don't consider but, yeah. like just e like thievery evil. You don't? It's kind of one of those big ten. Like, like I could like I I do, but I don't think it's <laughs> like for some people. I definitely understand that it's not like a, as big of a moral dilemma. Like. I don't know how to explain myself on this right now. <laughs> this was the episode that Chris justified stealing things. I don't things. justify it, but I can definitely see where people make exceptions for it. Definitely understand mm -hmm. those situations. And I don't think they're okay, but I don't think it makes you an evil person. Okay, okay. Does that make sense? <laughs> sure. Listeners, let us know what you think. Is Chris an awful person? <laughs> Stealing is not okay. Let me, re let me <laughs> say that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like I said, I just I threw that trailer in the notes just because I figured you would hate it. <laughs> thanks, um, thanks. Stupid goblins. I, uh, I played a little bit of the first game. Like we said, it was on PS Plus a while back. It's okay. I never really got it's into just, it. It's a roguey, um, sneak-around game, and it's, it's all right. Yeah. So It's there. It's a thing. Um, yeah. But this, I'm, I'm back to that Horizon Zero Dawn trailer, though. 
Back to it? Yeah. In other words, yeah. I'm watching it right now, and you guys... I'm just so excited for this game. It's just... just beautiful. The gameplay looks phenomenal. I'm intrigued by what the story's exactly going to be because there are mechanical dinosaurs. Yes, I know they're going to yeah. yell at How me. How did they get there? What exactly. Do they like, like what, like what other living life forms are out here like that that you're surviving on technically? Uh, I'm just curious. Uh, this game fascinates me to no end. Yeah, I'm crazy excited. And then... It's a game oh. that I'm kind of hoping that they'll do, um, kind of like what Naughty Dog did with Last of Us, where there was just like kind of surprise multiplayer. Because um, like they've presented it so much as this open world game. But it's kind of one that like... Maybe it's because it's coming right after, or right before you come to visit me for PAX. But, like, it would be so much fun to go fight those dinosaurs in two-player split-screen. So, but we can dream. Maybe. In other words, we might miss a day at PAX if it is. I'm just, <laughs> just kidding. I, we have plenty of other time outside of PAX, so. <laughs> Do we, though? Do we? I think so. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, I PAX is only three out. days. I'm there for a whole week. Oh yeah, uh, it'll be four fun. days outside of you having to work. <laughs> yeah, like all the time off. Um, another game got canceled. Yeah, Scalebound. Um, you basically had a giant dragon companion, and you fought big other things on the map. I think it was open world. Um, it was an Xbox One exclusive. Um, In other words, so. it didn't hurt my feelings. Right. It looked interesting, yeah. and it's definitely one of those games that I think would have been cool to have existed. It kind of looked, honestly, in my, like a better Last Guardian. Okay. In terms of, like, you have this really cool companion. It does the things. But, like I said, it got canceled, so it doesn't particularly yeah, matter Yeah, it definitely anymore. looked like it, but, like, it wasn't going to be a non-graphic intense game. Like, it looks super good, or looked yeah. now. Right. Um, and I don't know if like, but you know, I feel like that's gonna be a more common. We're gonna see some bigger things like Scalebound get canceled like more often. Like I don't think. Yeah. It's just gonna be something we have to live with. Now, if they drag it out yeah, for as... ten years and then tell us they're canceling it, <laughs> then we have a right to be pissed though. That's that's messed up. Yeah, I mean, and I think as video games become a more accepted medium. There's going to be a lot of companies just being like, yeah, we're just going to cut our losses and go. Like, like companies can do a lot better now of estimating how well their game will sell versus, like, a couple of years ago. And so it's like, we know this is going to actually sell about this much. Is that worth the investment? Yes or no. Whereas we see that quite relatively often with movies where something will happen and then the studio will just say, well, sorry, we're going to cut our losses. And yeah, so, that's always rough. I could see us... The best part, though, about this day and age, though, is also, like, you don't have to go into full production, so there are less losses. Like, your entire loss is essentially the money you spent developing it. Because now we have other markets where, like, we have full digital markets that you have to submit to, so there's no more disc printing or trying to, like... Yeah, and that definitely benefits the indies, but I mean, I think for these giant games with huge staff, like it's yeah, where every day can cost hundreds of thousands of dollars, it's kind of hard to 
do better. Yeah. <laughs> When you do better, <laughs> you feel better. So, well, shall we get to our big, our big topic for today? Yeah, I think we've teased it enough. Or do you want to, you want to switch to something else? Um, yeah, let's 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 just go ahead and switch right past that. <laughs> I'm so... Not subtle at all. I can't. I couldn't think of something. Oh, I couldn't think of anything. Man. I'm terrible. But speaking of bad puns, Chris, um, last week there was the Nintendo Switch event. Let's get it going. Did you watch it? I sure did. And I have some things to say about it. Yeah. I stayed up late to watch it. Um, it came on 11 o'clock Eastern. Yeah, because it started so... night, 9 my time. I was like, oh, man, it's late. And so I have, um, I have made my stance on puns well-known. Um, I am not a fan of them. I, it kind of hurts my soul that I just used one. And, man, they did a ton of bad puns. <laughs> like, my a piece of my soul died every time. <laughs> I, I was okay with it. I wasn't... I, there's other things that annoyed me more so than... than the puns, I guess. Like, I'm just surprised by a lot of things. But, yeah, like, uh, so that event, um, last Friday at 9 Mountain Time or 11, I don't, what do they call your time? Eastern. Is it just Eastern? Like, like ours yep. is Mountain Standard Time. I We're in Eastern Standard Time. EST, okay. Because <laughs> it's, Standard Time is when you're not in Daylight Savings. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh. Okay. I think. I, I, Maybe. Who knows? Because I'm pretty sure ours is always called MST. I think it's because it's... you live in the middle of nowhere where there's no laws. <laughs> like... Pretty much. It's it's true. Maybe that's why I'm okay it's with basically. stealing. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> to clarify. <laughs> to clarify. But yeah, for, so... Um, Switch is... For those, I'm sure you guys know, but just to reiterate, Switch is Nintendo's new console. It's going to be a handheld slash docked console. Um, hybrid Hybrid thing? Ish. You know, essentially, it's replacing... It, the idea, I, I hope, at least, is to replace the Wii U and potentially 3DSs, like, moving forward. It'd be interesting yeah, if... I'd like them to see that move, move that direction. To, to just see a solid platform. One, single platform. One platform. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was it looks super promising uh and like you have two little control like you have controllers for multiplayer that are your single controllers you have a pro controller um biggest thing that surprised me is following this event you got to see a look at some prices accessory prices are out there yeah, well let's let's get the let's get the actual price of the system and let's kind of cover that yeah, stuff okay, uh, yeah. and then let's get into the the accessories themselves. So the console itself, um, we were predicting to be in the 250 range, but they, which I'm kind of okay with because it makes sense that they would do something like yeah. this. They are yeah, 299. It's not awful, but and with a limited release, they are guaranteeing themselves all that money because they're already sold out. Like every everyone who's hyped about this has bought them. 
with their, making limited production numbers, it's a smart move. And then odds are we'll see a price drop when it comes out, like when it actually is able to sit on shelves. Yeah, it's kind of like the classic Nintendo thing of don't release nearly enough, make people scramble for it, and then just steadily release more. Yeah. And so it's basically they, they just they're kings and I guess and queens of making artificial demand. Like it's our thing is sold out, but it's we have millions of them sitting in a warehouse. Yeah. Never mind that <laughs> demand for this actually is reasonable and people are legitimately excited about this thing, so about the I mean people were legitimately excited about the Wii when it first came out too. And I still think the Wii was a great system. Agree to disagree. Like or else we're going to get very sidetracked for we're this gonna get, episode. We're going to go right into Cameron's rant for <laughs> Nintendo rant and <laughs> and you're going to like it. No. And you're going to like Um I don't think it was great for gamers. I just think it was it, it established its own market. Is what I mean. Yeah. Um. But so yeah. So consoles three hundred. Individual side controllers are fifty. Yeah, they're called the Joy-Con. Joy-Con. Yeah, Joy-Con L and Joy-Con R. Yes. <laughs> and, I feel like there's gonna be a lot of kids that get the wrong one. Yeah, I have a feeling too. <laughs> Ma, I needed the left. You got me the right. Already have yeah, a right. I really feel like. Well, stop breaking your controller. Yeah. I'm just. <laughs> and that's can we? I'm, and for two of them, I think it's eighty, right? For both Joy Cons, you can get the bundle. Right. Which is the like, same price that's... as the Pro controller, I believe. I thought it was ten dollars more than the Pro. I thought the Pro was sixty nine ninety nine. Let's check. This is why I included the link in the show notes. Um, <laughs> planned ahead on that one. Yeah. So. Let's see. Okay, okay, yeah, Pro Controller is 70. Yep, okay, and then the Joy-Con is 80. Yep, okay, you're right. Yeah, and so that's a lot. Yeah, these are not cheap controllers. But then again, this is a this is the kind of system that is designed for everyone to own one. Because you could bring it with you to play with others. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, yes, you can play multiple. Like, truth be told, I'd probably never be playing with multiple people on one console. Yeah. Ultimately, but I mean, it's there. It's the options there. I can see it. But I, I feel like this console is designed to be more like it, to appeal to more to the handheld market, where everyone should own their own. Maybe. Right. And I and that makes sense. I just like I said, it's just. But then like, I mean, you're asking. I mean, of course, we walk around with tablets and smartphones and all kinds of expensive pieces of hardware. Right. But like, like I don't know, like. So you're walking around with this tablet, then these $80 controllers, mm-hmm. and then that's just a, like, I don't know. Yeah, they're we talked about the, uh, to replace. the three screen, yeah, the three screen razor last week of like, where do you want to get mugged? Also, which I think got stolen. Yeah, it did. It actually was stolen at CES. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I, this just kind of seems like that same thing, of like, it's a pretty expensive piece of tech. Yeah. And even if it gets, like, controllers get messed up in bags and stuff like that. Like, Yeah, and I mean, like, an individual Joy-Con controller being 50 bucks, like, that's a small little thing that you're going to, lo- like, you might lose. And Yeah. Like, because it is on the go, it's just, it's a hard price point. It is. I'll, mm-hmm. 
Um, you can buy an individual dock, so you could just plug and go at any TV you want in your house. That's cool. I like yeah. that, that dock you can get individually and stuff. Um, yeah, so like, so they haven't let completely go of their infrared technology or whatever, their motion sensing and all that. They are mm-hmm. still going forward with everything from the Wii and Wii U, essentially. Yeah. Definitely condense it down a lot, um, but we still have some of those interactive uh, playstyles, which is it, it's cool. It's not what I was expecting from the system, so I could care less during that segment, truth be told. Yeah, and we'll, we'll talk about specific games. And I, I definitely think that that segment of like, here, check out our new Rumble. It can detect three ice cubes in the cup. One. Like that was two. That was definitely one of the worst three. parts of the of the um, presentation. Like, thanks. But that being said, I think the whole presentation was pretty rough. The whole presentation kind of was. You had like this really long Western intro to do this like weird shootout thing, like shootout for a party game. Yeah. Like, in terms of the game, yeah, conceptually, yeah, that'd be fun to do. I didn't need to watch two-minute intro with these Western guys coming out. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it, it, a lot of it was just unnecessary. I just wanted information, and they were just essentially re-giving us more yeah. information that we already... Essentially, just acknowledging rumors and then showing us these weird little gimmicky things that are going on with it. Yeah. I mean, I definitely feel like they did a very bad job presenting their system. But, I mean, I think the games... We, we can get to games later, but I think the games did kind of save it. Yes. But, like, I mean, one I of the things that, like, really stood out to me was that it seemed to go back and forth with the... Of course, we're listening to an English translation. We're not listening in the ja- mm-hmm. actual Japanese. But, like, it was very much them trying really hard to be funny or being very robotic. And it was just always, like, either, like, crazy boring or just being, like... Did you really think this was going to be a good idea? Really? Like the guy that did the Splatoon thing? Oh, yeah. Like where they had... And just like, really, that was the direction you chose to go with this reveal? But okay. I guess you do you. Yeah. But... Oh, I mean, yeah. It's... But... So let's see. Some other... Oh, go ahead. So there are some pluses, which, like, in this day and age, like, certain things don't make any sense to put on a console, like region locking. Yep. Um, It just, it's a, like, back when it made sense because you were competing on international, like, if you're trying, like, people can find certain games in other markets cheaper. Um, Nowadays, we just don't see that, and people are more mobile, especially for a system that's designed to be mobile. Yeah. You can't ha- like what if I travel with this thing? I can't have it region locked. That doesn't make sense. Um, and then you also have difficulty. Like there's always going to be the challenge. You can't region lock digital content in a sense. Well, you can, but it's more complicated. It's more complicated. It's I more think work. Maybe I don't know how that works. <laughs> you know. Um, so let's see some other stuff. Um, it's going to have an online platform a la xbox live or playstation network it's going to start off free then eventually it'll um have a price um i feel like that's kind of just par for the course nintendo's been really far behind on that for years and so hopefully them having this system will help that being said apparently you have to use a smartphone a smart device to set up matches 
Like, that seemed really weird. Like, a phone companion app, basically, is what it, they made it sound like. And so that's that struck me as very odd. I guess I kind of missed that part. I didn't, or maybe I just didn't really understand it, so I ignored it. And so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what was up with that, but it sounds... And I, I've heard that other places and other from other media sites talking about how, how it's... They make it sound like it's going to be an app that you have to use. So we'll see. Um, it's going to supposed to have 2.5 to 6-hour battery, battery life on the tablet if it's not docked. Obviously, depending on what you're playing and how intensive graphics and everything are. Yeah. And Your so brightness. Games, so like, I'm assuming Skyrim will be closer to that low end. An um, hour, 45 minutes. It's like actually less. Like, cut it in half, actually, yeah. <laughs> but... And it's also worth noting that these are developer times, not like the, or these are like PR times, not real time. So we'll, we'll, that'll be definitely be one of those things that I'm sure people will sit down on as soon as it comes out and be like, nope, it's actually not. But we might also see other like aftermarket accessories that come through and offer high, like more power supplies yeah. and stuff, which is so always a plus. We'll see. Also, did you see the cartridges for these things? No, I didn't. Did they? Yeah, there's some pictures of them. Um, Oh, okay. They're like a thinner SD card, maybe. Um, like skinnier, more so. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, super cool. I'll include like, a link in the knew, show notes. Yeah, we knew this was going to be a cartridge-based console, um, but I'm assuming also their primary market will still be mostly online digital content for this particular case. Um, but for some of us, that's not always what we want. Like, I prefer, I like buying physical cartridges. Yeah. And then... I mean, I like having the option. Yeah. Um, there's definitely, I really like having shelves of games and having that kind of library effect. Mm-hmm. Um, and But I also really enjoy, especially for my, like, PlayStation Vita, I really enjoy, I only own two physical games for that. And that's also like and everything else is digital. Like them printing content, like when they do physical discs for the Vita, it's they they don't do nearly as much anymore because it is primarily designed to be a digital content right. device. And so just that that ability to go and not have to carry discs or cards around or whatever, that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. So we'll see. Um, the hard drive I found was thirty two gigabytes for internal. And I saw rumors saying that it was expandable up to 128 with um, SD cards. So that's nothing crazy. Nope. Like that's not many games at all. Depending, especially yeah. like with the games that we've kind of seen, like that have been announced for it. Um, especially yeah. the games I'm excited about aren't going to be small games. Um, yeah, and I mean for the record, there. Um, their um, Final Fantasy 15 is 50 gigabytes. Yeah. But then again, with the cartridge technology, you are essentially running flash storage. So, with, I'm assuming, obviously, you're going to plug it in and go. So, you're not going to be downloading a ton of content. It's just for those of you who prefer digital content, you don't have a ton of space yeah. built in. And once again, I think that comes down to this is it a home console or is it? a uh or so like is it a home console that you can take on the go or is it a handheld that you can also play at home because like i have a 16 gig memory card for my vita and that's a pretty good size i mean i had to clear stuff off but it's typically not stuff i'm upset seeing seeing going so 32 gigs is more than that but 
my PS4's 500 gigs, and I feel pretty consistently that I'm going through and deleting stuff off of that. Yeah. And it's like big games, and so yeah, that's something we we'll could see do when how I that visit goes. You. We could upgrade your hard drive. We could do that. I'm upgrading mine this spring. Woo! How big are you going? Might go for a four terabyte. Woo! Woo! Got to quadruple it size. Oh. But we'll see. I haven't decided yet. But um, yeah, and I've definitely like my opinion of this is that it's definitely a handheld made for home, like that you could dock at home and play at home. Um, mm-hmm. Like, especially just understanding, like, that's Nintendo being a very heavily, like, most of their market is in their home country of Japan and whatever. And it's yeah. that's why the 3DS does so well there. The Vita be- does better there. Like, Japan, yeah. for their commutes, they do a lot They do a lot of things like that. Um, so, whereas for us, we are less likely to. Um, we don't necessarily want to pull out our handhelds. What, and during our subway commute or whatever, um, mm-hmm. we still play most of our so handles at home. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to find sales numbers for. Okay, yeah. So, um, so I mean, it's so like looking at their consoles. I mean, of course, they have the Wii U as the outlier. It sold, according to Eurogamer, um, this was published September of last year, so September of 2016. Um, the Wii had sold 50 million, but that's their outlier. Wii U sold seven or 6.2 million, but like the Nintendo th- um, Nintendo DS family, as they put it here, sold almost 60 million units, and the 3DS family that was a flop for the first year sold um, 20 million. So like their 3DS sold over three times as much as the Wii. Yeah. So like if you're porting that that community over. Hopefully. Yeah. Like, that's if, a big, big boost. If that's your idea is to essentially combine both markets and consolidate them, then, like, you have less to worry about in terms of development and all those, and it's something that a lot of gamers have been looking forward to. Like, it's a concept that gamers have been looking forward to for a long yeah. time, so. Yeah. I mean, Sony tried it with the Vita and PS4 with remote play. Um, I've never really used it. Supposedly, it can work really well, but yeah, it's an idea that multiple companies are trying to tackle. So, so and let's, let's should we talk about some games now? I guess. Oh, real or, quick, um, you can connect up to eight um, switches together. Um, oh yes, and so you can, and so that's that's pretty cool. Eight's an awesome number. That gives you two teams of four, which is I think we'll talk about Splatoon later, but. That gives you a decent... You can actually play with decent teams and stuff like that. And so that's really cool. In case you guys didn't know, and then, Splatoon is an eSport. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> um, and so you can. it also has a capture button similar to the PS4. And I, I think the Xbox One has it as well. Um, they said at first you can just capture photos. But eventually you'll be able to capture video as well. And so that's cool. I really enjoy that. Um I like to post um, pictures of the game I'm playing and then confuse people that are old and don't realize that it's a video game. And so... <laughs> Hiccups. But. Um, but yeah, eight systems. So that's that's also like what I mean by it's like it's it's more so designed for everyone to have their own. Yeah. Than to have. That's what I mean. But... Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, let's get in the games. 
I am most so um a lot of what we saw we like knew about so there's Zelda we knew that was coming out we also know mm-hmm. it's gonna have a Wii U um release as well but it's, it's a launch really game. gonna shine on yeah Zelda is a launch game and it's really gonna shine like we've already seen some footage comparing it um, I think IGN has released some footage comparing what Zelda looks like on the Wii U versus the Switch. And the Switch is a surprisingly powerful tablet. Like, it it seems to be doing a really good job rendering everything. Um, very open-world Zelda, like we said. Uh, really excited for that. Um, but one that was announced that really stood out to me was Super Mario Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a it's the new 3d mario right it's it feels like it it has a to me if gameplay looks like it's gonna feel like uh mario super mario 64 um which in my opinion is one of well one of the best marios ever made um and mm-hmm. then having the multiple worlds one that happened like your primary world or maybe it's not primary seeming to be like a realistic yeah, it looks kind of like New York, but that's like a city or a town or whatever. Um, I think it's really awkward to see Mario next to real people, though, because he's like waist high. Yeah, super awkward. So he looks like a little kid with a mustache running around. (laughs) That's how I always saw a kid pretending to be an adult. (laughs) Like, Um, he just he just never grew. Okay, he just. (laughs) But like, I like the going to different worlds. Um, What. I was a little worried about is you didn't see Mario picking up coins in the game. He's picking up these little triangles. And I'm like, oh, hmm. that's not Mario. Um, those are pieces of the Triforce. Mario, Zelda are actually the same game. You heard it here first. <laughs> Conspiracy theories. Is what Conspiracy theories. <laughs> I mean, they do say you get to journey to an unknown world. That could be Hyrule. It could just be that Mario doesn't know where you are. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. It's funny, like, because uh, some friends and I were talking about this. It's like, what is next, like, for Mario or whatever? Are we going to see more just, like, crossovers for Mario? Or, like, because essentially single company owns, like, a lot of these, a lot of this content. So you can definitely just throw Mario into Zelda's world and... Like yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Where else would you want to see Mario? Just yeah. like have a Mario type game in different worlds. Like throw yeah. Mario in Metroid and let him run around and probably die. Yep. But <laughs> I was actually kind of surprised, and maybe this is my own ignorance, but I was kind of surprised that Mario never showed up in Hyrule um, Warriors. The like just as Dynasty Easter Warriors, egg. Zelda like hybrid, and so I was kind of surprised that they never like threw Mario in. Granted, there could be an Easter egg that I just never heard about, but because I've never played it, because I don't have a Wii U, but it's definitely an, something I expected to happen that didn't. Mm-hmm. And that's supposed to come out holiday of 2017. So, so not a release game. Yeah, not a release game. But still looks super good. I'm so like look at this after and like there are like I am definitely getting this because there's at least four or five games that I'm going to play on it. And to me, that Mm -hmm. is enough for me. Like, I mean, typically two or three would be enough for me, especially if one of them Zelda I'm set. Yeah. Especially Zelda at launch. 
let's see. We also got we kind of referenced it earlier. We got one two switch, <laughs> which is a party game that you play facing the other player, not the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the Wild West game. That's one of the one of the mini games. It's basically a mini game. game collection. And so it's so they they say it's going to be a staple for parties. So we'll see. And then um, it's going to be a launch game. Staple for parties. So, like the way they market this thing is yeah the weirdest thing. Like, hey, bring this to the club with you and play like play at the club. Yeah. And like all these weird things. Like they were literally showing people playing this at high end clubs and stuff. And like that's really not what you do. Like you do not want I mean, to bring that. With I don't. That's yeah. That's not my scene. I've never been there. But I feel like people aren't playing Nintendo Switch. Like, Me and my friends may or may not bring one to the brewery every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, I guess. But, it's like, hey guys, you want to go to the brewery? I got the Switch with me. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm really excited for the stories of I took my Switch to the club and it got smashed. It's like, yep, that's because you literally took it to the club. <laughs> so, Or the like, I brought it to my party. Uh, to a party because it said it was a staple for parties and then no one played it. Right. But we'll see. Maybe I'm just bitter. Staple for parties, in other words, give it to the kids so they are distracted so you can have fun with your <laughs> friends. I guess. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. Um, um, let's see. We also got arms, which is like Wii Boxing 2.0, I guess. It's kind of like an anime-inspired arcade boxing game where you have extendable arms um, and they said it's kind of like boxing a boxing shooter where like you're trying to punch people but you're also trying to like aim shots and so like how you turn the um, the Joy-Con determines how your punch goes in the air stuff like that it looks like a game I guess it looks like it might actually punish the um, the best strategy in Wii Sports Boxing, which was to just flail your arms. <laughs> and so um, it might actually make that not work for once, but we'll see. Um, but, yeah, it looks interesting. It's definitely a game I would like to try. Depending on how much it is. <laughs> right. Like, we, hey, I mean, what, it's we free. might get a chance to at PAX, too. Yeah, Which, like I said, it's a game I, I, I'm very up to trying. I'm very curious. You guys don't know when this console comes out? We'll cover that after we cover all these video games. Um, yeah. So, like I said, the two games I'm looking... Like, two games so far that I'm looking at buying are Zelda and Super Mario Odyssey, definitely. Um, another one is Xenoblade 2. Um, I didn't get a chance yes, to play the first one. Because I wasn't gonna buy a Wii or Wii U, I guess Wii U. Yeah, Wii U. Um, and then also like when they released one of the Xenoblades on 3DS, once again I couldn't play. Why? Because it was only compatible with the higher hardware requirements that the new 3DS offered. Gosh, it's almost like someone has a Nintendo rant. It's. I'm still I'm still open minded with them. Search your heart. It's there. You have Trust a Nintendo me. rant. It's there. I have one. I have lots of rants, but um, so I think Xenoblade and I thought this was Xenoblade One. Um and so for Xenoblade Two, this looks like the game I would most like to play. Um to me it looks 
I mean, I thought this was the first one too. It looks kind of Sword Art Online cross Fantasy Star. And Fantasy Star is a game series that I really enjoy. It's where my like um, my um, um, gamer tag and all that stuff, my um, Twitter name and all that stuff, it all comes from Fantasy Star well, Online. You know Xeno is a long-running franchise too, right? Right, right. right all the way back to like PlayStation 1 with Xeno Saga and all those. Or actually, I think Xeno Saga was even ported on the PlayStation. I might be wrong on that, but like all of those. So it's a really long-running game series that like early on like me like my introduction to the gaming community was jrpgs and xenosaga's was one of them and mm-hmm. um but it's also one that we like it's long running in terms of it had an early start we haven't seen a ton of content about it though is i should say. yeah there's xeno gears which was on the playstation the original playstation mm-hmm. the xeno saga which was a trilogy of role-playing games on the PS2. Okay, yeah, that's right. Then there's Xenoblade, um, which spans three games, um, which the original is Xenoblade Chronicles, which came out in 2010. Xenoblade Chronicles X came out in 2015. And then Xenoblade Chronicles 2, which is this one that was just announced, I do believe. Yes. Yep, that sounds right. And so... um, But yeah, I think they look really cool, like I said, but... Unfortunately, I mean, I don't. Pl- I don't think I'll be getting a Switch, unless Nintendo, you're listening and you wanted to send me a Switch. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. You better if 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 it's gonna be a possibility, you might want to avoid your rant for a while. <laughs> yeah, I maybe stop teasing that I have a giant Nintendo rant that may or may not make it so. Like no Nintendo, but maybe Nintendo will be like he has this huge rant. Maybe we could convert him with the Switch. That's it. Like, maybe they're thinking if any of our products is gonna convert him, it's gonna be the Switch. It'll be the Switch. So maybe I'll gladly get one for free. So Um, we also got Fire Emblem Warriors, um, which was a very teaser trailer that showed literally nothing. Fire Emblem is the game series of Nintendo's that I actually like the most in terms of I've actually played. I love Fire Emblem, but, but. when they throw Warriors behind it, I think it's going to be a Warriors game. Yeah, it does or seem like they could do the Dynasty or, Warriors yeah, type like that thing. That just feels like where they're trying to go with it. And I, like, I love Fire Emblem because I love the strategy game, that turn-based strategy game um, concept. I love the interaction between characters and though you could have all these different endings um fire emblem is i love fire emblem games um but then they put like then they announced the title as warriors the trailer itself looked very promising like full of art and stuff but we didn't look interesting yeah, we didn't really least. see like gameplay or anything in it um so then they put warriors there and it's like uh instantly skeptical but we'll see I yeah guess. We will see. So I'm trying to find a, I'm trying to find sales numbers for Hyrule Warriors. I'm curious if they, um, let's see. So, so Hyrule Warriors sold um, almost 70 million copies, or seven, sorry, 70,000, not 70 <laughs> I was million. Like, no way. Very different. No way. <laughs> Considering we just went over the number of we use, um, it's also more 3DS, people but... bought this game than we use. Oh wait, wait, sorry. <laughs> game sold, sorry. I should read more. The game sold seventy, almost seventy million copies, um, on the first week of its release in Japan. 
Um, it was more successful in the West, selling um, 190,000 units the first week in North America. The overseas success of the title surprised them um, since it sold beyond, sold beyond the expectation. Um, in January 2015, they announced they had shipped 1 million copies of the game to retailers. So. Is that why we keep getting these types of games? So, I mean, if it sells well, like, I, I can see them. Like, trying to do Square it. Square is making another Dragon Quest Heroes. Oh my god. So, I mean, I can definitely, I mean, if it sells, it sells. So. It's true. But, so we'll see. Fire Emblem seems like as a series it could work out pretty well. But, who knows. I also, like I said, or you could just I like Fire Emblem, Fire Emblems. But, yeah, I would rather than make, traditional Fire I mean, Emblems. a game on PlayStation 4 but that's a whole nother conversation. So. <laughs> but Square is actually doing like surprisingly a lot for uh, the Switch, which obviously yeah, we are. have their long-running series, the Dragon Quest series. Um, we're gonna get, we're gonna see Dragon Quest ten and eleven, um, and then we're gonna see a port of Dragon Quest Heroes one and a new Dragon Quest Heroes, um, and then the one I'm excited about, and we'll end up buying. Project Octopath Traveler. Octopath Traveler. That's the dumbest name. Dumbest name. Best trailer, though. Like it looks really cool. It's like showed. an old school 2D, kind of very artsy looking right. game. So when I was watching this, I was thinking, uh, Chrono. Um, that's what went through my head. Um, the Chrono uh, series, Chrono Trigger, Chrono Cross. Oh, okay. Um, like old school, you know, uh, yeah. Square games, and then it was a whole new project, but it has those throwback elements of those games, and I'll end up buying this just because of that. Um, to see if maybe to see exactly what they're trying to do. Um, yeah, aesthetically, it kind of, like the art style kind of reminded me of Final Fantasy Tactics. Um, just kind of that that. I don't know. I don't know what it is exactly. I go. Oh, there's a picture here. That is found the picture. Um, it's like a picture of them all sitting around a table. I'll try to include it in the show notes, but it looks very, um, very um, Final Fantasy Tacticsy, I guess. Which and I'm so, also okay. I'm, I love Tactics was one of my favorite Final Fantasies. Um, yeah. But yeah, like this overall feel, like. Like it brought to mind several things. It brought to mind some of the old Final Fantasies. It brought to mind Chrono, um, and it also brought to mind um, kind of Braille default. Um, there. Yep. Yep. You know. Um, so I I'm excited for this. It looks like it's going to be a turn-based battle system, like this old-school turn-based like attack, magic, item. <laughs> defend yeah you know uh so we'll see like i said it looks very interesting i'll make you play it don't worry okay <laughs> i'll allow it let's see um we also mario kart 8 deluxe kind of doing a remix of mario kart 8 uh, or a um, re-release of Mario Kart 8. We have um, Shin Megami Tensei doing the 25th anniversary, some kind of thing. 
Um, apparently the game is way too far off to even have gameplay and they kind of just whipped up a tone trailer, which is not promising to that game coming out anytime soon. Let's see. We also got confirmed that Skyrim is actually coming, um, to the Nintendo switch, um, which is kind of interesting because they had made a big deal about the Skyrim that was shown in the reveal, not being Skyrim. Well, it's like conceptually like that. Potentially, that still might not be Skyrim. What do you mean? There's a bit of an awkward silence uh, there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, like, if because they were so adamant, it is quite possible that was a image from another game that might be coming too. Okay. I mean, it looked very Skyrim-y. Um, maybe what they, what they were trying to say was that it wasn't the Skyrim Special Edition. Maybe. Or like the H, that that new port of it. Um, this game coming kind of scares me because I don't remember if, if you remember this, but when the Wii U came out, they got a bunch of ports of games that were really old. So like if this isn't the remake, like congratulations, Switch owners. You're getting a game that's six years old. Like, Skyrim came out in November of 2011. Which, there are still more people playing the original Skyrim, though, than playing the remake. Right. And I'm not saying that that's bad. It just seems like... It's congratulations. like, yeah, you're making a big deal. You're very late to the no party. Reason. Yeah. I gotcha. And so... I just don't feel like there's this giant market... Maybe maybe there is. Um, but, like, I don't feel like there's a giant market of people with Wii U's that haven't played Skyrim, that, that are, like, chomping at the bit to play Skyrim. Yeah. So, but we'll see. I mean, of course, I don't know how video games work. <laughs> so, I just play them. I just, yeah, I just play them. We also got a, a FIFA announcement that it's coming um, to the Switch. Yay. Yeah. Um, neither of us are particularly excited about that. And then they kind of went through a gag reel where they showed Sonic, Disgaea 5, um, Street Fighter, Bomberman, Minecraft, Wipeout, and um, NBA. Disgaea, and I'm so. excited. Isn't it? No, it's uh, so it's not new Street Fighter, though. It's a Street Fighter yeah, was, 2 oh, HD remake. Yeah, yeah. I think you are correct. I think I just forgot to... Yeah, I think I saw that later, but I was just... I was typing these notes as I was watching, and so I was just trying mm-hmm. to put everything down, and there's definitely stuff that I forgot to go back in later and clarify. And maybe we'll finally see a good Sonic again. Uh, I'm skeptical. Always skeptical. I'm just saying maybe. Like, there's... It's, it's a promising console, so maybe we have promising games. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe. Maybe. Like I said, it's skepticism. But I mean, healthy skepticism. Yeah. Healthy skepticism. And, like, I mean, some of the Sonic games are okay. Like, I mean, I really enjoyed playing, like, Adventure 2 on GameCube and stuff like that. But Personally, I they weren't great think games. the last good Sonic game was Son- Sonic Adventures 1 and 2 on Dreamcast. Yeah. I and mean, this was a port of that. But, like, the. So, I've just. Like, I played it on GameCube too, but it was better on Dreamcast. Oh, okay. I don't know why. Too bad that system failed. Um, <laughs> too bad that system is still awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fully Let's unlocked see. system, which was uncommon for its time. Yeah. Like, and then you can now, like right now, if you have a Dreamcast, you can go find the games, the ROMs for the games, burn their image onto a disc, and play them on your Dreamcast. Once again, Chris is against stealing. 
He's definitely not taking money from publishers for this. Um, I'm pretty sure most of these games are out of print, so therefore you are not taking money from publishers because they yeah, are not selling them. I'm just teasing you. I know. But then they, uh, Nintendo also said that there were 50 companies working on games with 80 games in development. I'll believe it when I like when we get these games and released. Here's the thing: like you say, 50 <laughs> companies were on 80 games. I'm like, okay, but you have to realize that like in previous consoles you get some really terrible little games on these things. Right. It's like, oh, by the way, we actually released a cookbook in game form. And it's literally just right. a book that you try to flip through and find recipes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and like looking at the games that they announced, we have One Tooth Switch, Arms, Splatoon, which we skipped for some reason, Super Mario Odyssey, um, and Mario, Mario Kart 8 and Zelda are all Nintendo games. We have the Dragon Quests and Project Octopath Travelers that are all Square. Like, And isn't Xenoblade Square, or am I wrong? I I think I'm wrong. I think you're wrong. But, I, no, wait. I Let me see. Go into the internet. Um, yeah. Monolith. Monolith. Yeah. So they, that is a different studio. But, like, of their revealed games, like, ten of them are from two companies. So. I feel like the original series might have been Square, though. Did Square sell it? Yeah. It's possible. I don't know. But, I could be. I'm way off, probably. But. but Yeah, getting to Splatoon, since we apparently missed it. Oh, yeah. Did you know um, Splatoon's an eSport? Yeah, that was one of the really upsetting things about their previous stuff. But actually, uh, like, there are some competitive Splatoon leagues. I mean, this is true. It's a cool game. But there's, there's split, I like the idea. It, it looks fun and it looks quirky and mm-hmm. it's. I like the idea. I saw a thing. It's, yeah, it's a fun like family-friendly shooter. Mm-hmm. I guess is the best. You also are not say trying that. to shoot it's, each other necessarily. You're just painting. Yeah, you're trying to um, paint, and that's, it's a cool idea. It's supposed to come out summer of 2017 with post-game content and in-game events. Although I do, they guess they have a problem with like online play where people. Will, write bad things on walls. I mean, I'm zero surprised by that. I, I know, I'm completely unsurprised. And then people are like, well, adults just shouldn't play the game. It's like, it's probably not adults. <laughs> right? I mean, or if it's like, and that's like saying, hey, you should not be allowed to buy this product because you're, like, immature. Which literally doesn't work. It's like, yeah, you can't. So. That's not how liberty works in general. Yeah. <laughs> and so. It's like, I don't care if you don't think I'm capable of playing this game. I'm gonna buy it. It's my right. So, so overall, Chris, um, how are you feeling about the Switch after this? I feel like overall my feelings have unchanged. Um, I felt like I wasted a couple hours watching the event, but um, all in all, mm-hmm. I'm still excited for the it as a concept and a lot of the games that have been announced, even if it is just the five for its lifespan. Right. I hope it's not um, because, you know, to waste the money otherwise. Right. And I like Nintendo still. I want them to do well. Yeah. I think that, I mean, I definitely, I and mean, we've, we've teased it plenty of times, I definitely have a much more critical eye of Nintendo, um, a much more less healthy skepticism of them. Um, but 
I kind of, like I said, it was one of the few conferences or whatever announce events that I've been like constantly looking at the time and being like, okay, is this done? Like, if it wasn't that I knew we were going to talk about it, I probably would have stopped watching. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but but then they actually got to the games. Yeah. Like, like you're just like, oh. Like, like, after they got through the arms, like the one to switch and the arm stuff, they actually just started showing a bunch of games. And I was like, okay, this is why I would buy this system, not because of HD rumble. Like, and so, I don't care about how many ice cubes are in the cup. And so, but... I'm hesitantly excited. Like I'm, I got burned really hard by the Wii. I will say that was... in recent years, Nintendo has been probably a better developer than a platform. Yeah, mostly because of Nintendo and Mario and stuff. <laughs> right. You know. Yeah, the Wii was a pretty big burn, and I understand that you don't like it because definitely they were definitely trying a different market and it worked that console sold super well because it appealed to a broader market but it was not for gamers by any means yeah and so we'll see i said i'm hesitantly excited i'm excited to play with one i really want to hold a joy con sideways because that looks like it's zero comfortable zero comfortable it looks so tiny like even my like i have yeah. small hands like like, I have, I mean, I'm a tall person. I have long fingers. Like, I don't see that my my hand getting, like, I have trouble with the Vita, like, being too small. And so, we'll see. Like, but, I don't know. Like I said, I'm hesitantly excited, but, nah. And after all of that, the Nintendo Switch comes out March 3rd. So, it'll be out before I visit you, and potentially I will be Havilland. When I come visit. Mm-hmm. If not, I'm... And I can hold the Joy-Con sideways. Right. If not, we'll try it out at PAX, at the very least. Right. But I haven't decided this, if that I date... am buying it as soon as possible or if I'm going to wait mm-hmm. like a month or so. You could buy it and have it shipped to my house. <laughs> so it would be here when you came for <laughs> That's PAX. That's true. We'll see. We'll see. Um, that date seems really quick. It is. By the way. It's super quick. That's less than two months I'm from like, the event. Yeah. I mean, like, of course, I think we knew it was coming in March already. Right, we knew it was going like, to be March. Being that, being that early in March? Woo. I wasn't thinking March. In other words, right after February. Like, I was expect, right, I was like actually it's... expecting to see it after PAX so, yeah. so they can get more hype around it and whatnot. Like, at least in the U.S., it makes sense. And then release it, like, mid-late March. Yeah, and so we'll see. I'm trying to look through really quick and see if there's any big games that come out right like right before it. Other than, of course, Horizon Zero Dawn, which we already talked about, but it doesn't look like there's anything crazy coming. Everything like, oh, there's Star Trek Bridge Crew for PlayStation VR. Maybe that's why they're trying to avoid c- competing. Yeah, that's definitely... With... It doesn't seem like there's a ton around that that looks crazy. So maybe that seems like that might be a good time to hit for them. Mm-hmm. Of course, once again, we know nothing about how that works. So I, Yeah, I don't work for the company. Because we're not in the industry. but Yet. So, yet, maybe. Maybe we'll become so big that we could become... I don't, I don't even know where I was going with I, that. I, I, don't I don't even know, know where I, I was know. going we'll with see. that. But... Yeah. And so, 
Let's see. You want to go to our next segment? Yeah, so that pretty much concludes everything we have to talk about video games for for the week, at for least. For today. You know that hour that yeah, it was just video like, games. Like I said, this is our biggest segment. Um, but movies, we've got three pretty interesting movies coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, let me find the right tab, maybe. Yeah. So the big one for me is I'm excited about the resurrection of Gavin Stone. Um, it looks like a not completely awful Christian movie, and so is it supposed to be a Christian um, we've movie? We've had it's he's it's about him at a church. So yeah, but you could make some movies about people at churches without it being about yeah. Christianity. Too. Let me read the description yeah, for go ahead. you. Gavin Stone, a washed-up former child star, is forced to do community service at a local megachurch. He pretends to be a Christian so he can land the part of Jesus in our annual Passion Play, only to discover that the most important role of his life is far from Hollywood. Um, Okay, definitely a Christian movie. Yeah, it definitely makes it look like it's going to be about him being redeemed and kind of coming to understand what it means to be a Christian. See, when I was... It looks, like I said, not awful. First looking at it, it looked like it was going to be more like satirical about faith culture. And this um, guy coming in trying to act Christian, trying to land this part of being like Jesus because he's a washed-up actor and he thinks he deserves the leading role in everything and him not actually having to learn anything about it kind of thing. Um, just being more like that comedy, like... Yeah. And then, like, that, the having, like, the uber-church kind of thing, uber-awkward, goody-church yeah. type of scenario... Um, yeah, so I'm interested. I might go see it. Um, it comes out um, Friday, as of when we we're recording. So right after this episode goes live, so it could be good. Like I said, I'm curious. We'll see. We have Vin Diesel's Triple X. Uh, yeah, I don't know what um, last week we talked is. about Planet of the Apes and how I've never seen them. Did you watch it? I've never seen any of these. And I've never had any desire to. So, I just know that they're kind of big. Planet of the Apes is more surprising than Triple X. Like, Triple X is still, like, kind of an obscure action movie, essentially, that yeah. not necessarily everyone has watched before. Yeah. So, And maybe it was because, like, when they, these were first coming out, like, we were kind of target demographic of, like, cool action movie kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, like I said, I don't feel bad that I never saw it. But it just seems like one of those that, like, I missed, kind of, I guess, but I don't feel bad about. Eh. Yeah, like, yeah, I wouldn't feel bad about missing that, and I'm not, like, that one's not surprising. Planet of the Apes is just a long-running series that most people have watched. Like, it's, yeah. I mean, I guess it's not as big as, say, Star Wars or, um, yeah, that's the only one that's really should be surprised mm-hmm. that people haven't watched, I guess. Um, then we got the the M. Night Shyamalan uh, horror thriller movie, Split. Um, yeah. Hard no. Hard no. This sounds nope. super interesting to me. <laughs> nope. I'm not going to see it. Zero percent interested. I, I don't know. Like... <laughs> Essentially, an abductor 
is has 24 different personalities and they're fighting over each other like and like why you can't harm them or like why they're i don't know like it looks nope. intense and may, nope. knowing M. Night Shyamalan, there's probably some really awkward twist, and I don't care for a lot of his twists anyway. Yep, he ruined Avatar. Hypothetically, if they were to make a Last Airbender movie, and it was hypothetically made by him, I'm sure it would ruin the franchise for some people. Yeah, because... Hypothetically, of course. I'm pretty sure they're not connected at all, based on what I saw. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Like, they shared name, and that's probably about it. <laughs> yeah, but not even the name of the characters. Right. So. Exactly. Just just title of the movie. That's all that's the same from Yeah, the, that's it. That's all. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. He, yep, yep, yep. That's all. I don't yeah. even like I'm speechless. And we're done. <laughs> and back to notes. Um yeah, let's see. This week Natalie Portman, um, who was just recently um in the movie Jackie where she played Jackie Kennedy, um, she won an um she was up. She's up for an Oscar for that movie. Um, she came out talking about the gender wage gap in Hollywood. Um, basically, that for a movie that she was in with Ashton Kutcher called No Strings Attached back in 2011, she got paid a third of what he got paid. Um, and so, and she goes on to say, compared to men in most professions, women make 80 cents to the dollar. Um, in Hollywood, we make we are making 30 cents to the dollar. Um, so that's a pretty crazy wage gap yeah um and of course this has gone on for a while it got brought up with um especially with jennifer lawrence around the time of american hustle um yeah but like that's a crazy wage gap granted they're all making exorbitant amount of money so but it's it just speaks to the culture and the concept of the wage gap um yeah it exists and it's definitely something that needs to get figured Mm -hmm. out and we definitely need some more like, equality there. I feel like um, Hollywood could figure out that out a lot easier. <laughs> it's like these yeah, are our leading roles. Something that's, they need to pay the same. Yeah. <laughs> or at least have like an actual thing based on lines or based on something. Yeah. Instead of just being like, yeah, you're a woman. We're going to pay you a third. Sorry. And so. Like, well, you didn't, art, you didn't fight for more, so it's your fault. It's like. Yeah. It's like if maybe it's your agent's fault then. Maybe if the agents yeah. of women are. But that's not an excuse for the company right. or for the right. It's not studio to only offer that. So, but like I said, it's, it's an important thing that we as a culture need to be aware of, and that we need to go and su- then support people during when they try to do stuff that fixes that. I guess is the word I'm looking <laughs> for. Yeah, so. I, I mean, they just need to do some. Be cautious of it. Like it's not hard to be conscious of what's happening and counteract it you can do better yeah. you can do better hollywood we already don't like you but <laughs> um netflix is okay oh yeah okay that's right hotels are moving like soon you might see like staying in hotels you might see those uh late night channels go away in favor of smart tvs featuring netflix as a primary source yeah and so i definitely think this is interesting um this is a statement i think by some guy working in the hotel industry that apparently only one point of people in the hotel uh, in, that visit hotels use the video on demand online content um 
but they found in places that have Netflix, about 40% will use that content. And so it makes a lot more sense fiscally um, to take away that stuff that probably shouldn't be there to begin with, but, um, and to just have Netflix instead. And so I think that that's really interesting to see. I don't want to say our culture moving that way, but it's definitely a good thing that our culture would be mu- would much rather watch Netflix than porn, but in a hotel at least, <laughs> right? But and it's definitely something that we need to be working towards, like um, getting away from that, but getting towards more Netflix. <laughs> so, um, but I just thought it was interesting. It's something that we very typically don't talk about um, in our culture, being that being porn, but it's good to see that we are not as slave to that as we would think so still an issue still an issue don't worry still an, yeah still an issue but hope hopefully not as big of one as it could be yeah i guess maybe maybe I don't at least in hotels maybe we're just paranoid so, about it showing up on our bill i actually was listening this was on this was from relevant magazine that they posted this and on their podcast they talked about it and they said that one of the issues is that people will often dispute their um their charge on their bill and most hotels policies are to not argue with customers and so they actually lose money from people disputing it on that their makes bill. sense although hotels also know whether or not that movie how long that movie was on and airing in your room and <laughs> right. et cetera, et cetera. so but, i know it's a thing we'll see we'll see what happens with it but so something we haven't had a chance to talk about is January 1st, the next season of BBC's Sherlock aired and has been airing. Mm-hmm. I have not had a chance to watch any of these. So I also didn't want to read this article in case of spoilers. Yeah, um, I'll just talk about it in the in the abstract. I haven't seen this new season either. I typically just watch them when they get put on Netflix. Um, BBC does, I think there are three episode seasons where each episode is like an hour and a half, like a, almost like a feature length movie. Mm-hmm. Um, they're mini series. So, like, that's how yeah. we, they do it outside of the U S and it's better. Benedict Cumberbatch is Sherlock. It's really He's good. If you haven't seen man. it, you should definitely go. And so, um, this past week, the BBC did a Twitter live mystery type thing that pertained to Sherlock. Um, like Chris, I didn't look too far into it because I didn't want spoilers. And I was worried about that also. But if you did participate, let us know. Let us know how it went. Don't give us spoilers. Just like we didn't definitely spoil multiple movies and multiple other games in our spoiler cast and stuff like <laughs> that. But we're sorry. <laughs> Let's see. We also get an Arrested Development Season 5 announcement. It's going to happen. It's supposedly going to get back towards the first season, more towards the first seasons. You are making a silly face, Chris. I assume you are not a fan. I love the originals series of Arrested Development. Don't get me wrong. But the Netflix adaptation just got weird and I couldn't finish it. And I mean, if it does move back, I I just think it's hard to go back now. Yeah. You know. We'll see. I didn't think it was that funny. Like, I mean, I've watched all four seasons that are on Netflix. But the Cornballer, Cameron! Watch... The Cornballer! <laughs> Like, it just didn't seem that great to me. Diamond cream. Um, And so, like, I remember it was, like, partway through the second season. Never nude. Where I remotely laughed. 
And it was just like, well, eh. Different humor, but I guess. Yeah. Never I knew. guess. It might, it's probably just not up my alley. So. Chicken dances. The chicken dance is kind of the that's best, though. That's definitely the best part of that Especially show. Especially when it shows up in Frozen. So. I miss that. Did you not know nope. that? They do that. They do that as a reference to Arrested Development. They do the the chicken dance in Frozen. Oh, and I have so to rewatch Frozen the, now. <laughs> the um, we finish each other's sandwiches is a line from Arrested Development that they put in there as a placeholder, and then they just never thought of a better joke, and so they just left it in. Sandwiches. Yep. And so those are both Arrested Development jokes gotcha. that are in I gotcha. Frozen. So. Well, I guess that's it for news in terms of entertainment, movies and entertainment. Um, unless you, that's all we yeah. got. Uh, for this week in something witty, uh, we got one. Oh, sorry, sidetracking. We still want your flip books. Yes. Email us your flip books, and we will cover them in this segment. <laughs> so. Pretty much, literally, the segment will be us watching a flip book and describing it to you. I, yes, because that's awesome radio. And so, <laughs> but let us know. Send us your flip books. They are motion pictures, and they count for this segment. You can. We'll, we'll get to our contact information at the end of the episode. But send us your flip books. So in our tech segment, something witty. There's not much to talk about this week. I mean, CS is just barely over. It's pretty much what you're probably still talking about like there's still stuff to be sifting through and yeah for what came out of cs laptops and stuff to find. and whatever but um re- new macbook rumor came out uh that they will be doing an update to the most recent ones where they will be getting ram and processor upgrades they'll be upgrading the processor to the K- intel's kb lake um currently they're using skylake which is why we were so surprised when they were coming out so early. And then up to 32 gigs of RAM, I think. Um, it's a lot of RAM. Uh, they're targeting this toward high-end users. That's about it. That's all there is. Which Those are indeed numbers and words. Way to catch up with technology, yeah. Apple. Yeah, this is why you handle the tech segment. Yeah, <laughs> fancy words. Because I understood very little of that. CPU architecture. No, this segment is now just me saying that. technical <laughs> terms and see if Cameron understands. Sidebar, it'd be kind of fun for you to do something in this segment where, like, you quiz me on what computer things are. Because, <laughs> like, I just don't understand the hardware side of that. We could do that. Like, Maybe that's I a game we can up, play like, later. What does RAM stand for? Yeah. Something... Mem- I... Something active memory? No. RAM is random Rotations. access memory. I was I got one of the words right. <laughs> I hope so. No. <laughs> and then I could tell you like it could be like a little educational segment and I can, then I could bore everyone with what it does. Nah. <laughs> Which is help the computer go faster? Not necessarily. What RAM does is it stores information <laughs> before like on a faster memory than what it's stored on so that it's ready to be processed by the processor. So you could store more of a program or more information on more RAM 
so therefore it's okay. More it'll get processed quicker, quicker through the processor. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Done. No. <laughs> I guess. Yay! If you say if you say so. I'll probably end up editing this out because it's so boring. I think for most people. me being awesome at tech or being awful at tech is definitely something that we should keep in. Yes, definitely. Yeah, we'll leave that. I was just me explaining what RAM does. <laughs> okay. In we'll very gener- generic terms. It's tough. It's tough. <laughs> so It's a good explain <laughs> it to me like I'm five. Okay. <laughs> so have you ever known? <laughs> so that's our segment of Something Witty. And uh, on to tabletop slash pretty much magic and other things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this week we don't have just magic for once. Right. So. Well, that's why I said and other things. But for the most part, this segment is magic and other things. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's what we should call this Let's one. See. We're going <laughs> to... Magic and other yeah. things. Welcome to magic and other things. And I'm stuck at oh. finding my way through documents right now. So we'll do that later. Um, and so... There's a big thing. Um, last week we talked about it. Um, there were some standard bands and modern, or some standard bands and magic, Wait, and some modern they bands. They can ban cards in standard? They apparently might be banning cards in standard a whole lot more than they have been. Um, and so because of this, a lot of people are really grumpy because their pieces of cardboard are worth a lot less than they were previously. It's um, and true, so, though. Like... For how much we buy, yeah. like that's like standard is expensive because you don't get banned cards, so therefore cards stay in play, therefore they hold value. Yeah. And so, but if you are one of the people that has a smuggler, smuggler's copter or Emrakul, you can send those in um, to Epic Card Games, and um, they will send you a game back. Um, they will send you what's the name of the game? Can't find it in the notes. A free copy of Epic Card Games, a game they describe as a draft and sealed card or deck card game right out of the box. I just might do that. So because I have a Smuggler's Copter, so you can do that. And it wasn't in my deck. <laughs> so you kind of lucked out there because I don't use I don't so. buy thirty dollar cards to build decks out of. <laughs> right. Um, so that's kind of cool. I think this kind of, for me, kind of hit on one of the expectations people have of wizards that they expect them to be, like, they expect wizards to do whatever's best for the secondary market, like versus what's best for the game. And I definitely don't think that's the case. Like, wizards isn't responsible for, like, your investment. No, they are. Not. I guess is like, the word I'm I don't for. expect them to, but. Standard has just always been a format that it like, or it's so rare that they do because it's yeah. balanced play, and the, because of the rotation in it, that takes care of ha- the need to ban cards usually. Yeah, and that's one of my big problems, like with the reserved list, which are which are cards that Wizards is not allowed to print in paper because people were worried about their investment. Yeah, like that bothers I me. I hate because now there's like I I, hate the I can't go too. play Legacy because I can't buy some of the cards on the reserve list because they're way too expensive and impossible to, for me, with the place that I'm at in my life, for me to justify spending that money on. I mean, like, I play Merfolk, which is not a de- like not that expensive of a deck. And it's not that expensive to convert it to a legacy deck, but it's still not cheap. And so there's definitely stuff there that kind of needs to get figured out. But that's a thing. 
Yes. We'll see yes, what happens. Is. Man. Yeah, it's just like that's the biggest thing is especially for standard. Like I don't I understand burning banning cards in modern and other formats because like as more cards enter the format, you need some way of balancing things out. And that's what ban lists are for. Like Right. And like like the Golgari Grave Troll ban. <laughs> it was unbanned because it wasn't a problem. And then they released new cards it, that made yeah, it a problem. Exactly. And then they banned it yeah. again. And that's what that's so. how it's supposed to work. Yeah. But I believe so it's a thing. we have our first board game review. Woo! Yeah, we do. I believe so. one of us played something and has some things to say about it. That is indeed something that will happen <laughs> right now. You are a wordsmith. <laughs> Truly a professional. <laughs> so that was probably some of the best segueing I have ever heard. <laughs> Exactly. So, um, so, so yeah, we have our first board game review. <laughs> so, tell us what game uh, you played, Cameron. Oh, look, um, so we I'm now know who played the game. <laughs> Surprise, it was me. Um, so, the game is um, Noir. Deduct- it's a deductive mystery game. And then I got, I got sent the Black Box Edition. Um, it's published by Level 99. It's um, two to nine players. Um, it takes 15 to 60 minutes, depending on the game mode you have. I do also want to say, as part of this and just being like full disclosure, they sent me this game for free. I did not have to pay for this. Um, and so that definitely, uh, we just want to be upfront about that. That whole, I guess, journalistic integrity. Are we journalists? Kind of. I don't know. I'm a podcaster. I don't, I don't know. I'm a podcaster. Podcaster and podcaster integrity question mark i mean i think full disclosure is just how about just yeah it's just important integrity, for us to do. just general just it's... yeah there's integrity in general very important like not stealing things so <laughs> yes so they sent they sent me this game um they sent me a couple games that i'll get some reviews in um uh, kind of spread out over the next um maybe a um, couple episodes we'll see how it goes um and so the way that the uh, the basic uh, the, the way the basic game works is that you have a grid of twenty, uh, five by five, so twenty five total cards, and uh, but wait, Cameron, I didn't get to ask. How's it played? Oh no, how it's played this <laughs> way, Chris. You have a grid of five by five for twenty five total cards, um, and you kind of it's kind of like a guess who memory game, where like for the two player modes. Um, one person is like a serial killer or a hitman, and the other people, the other person's the cop, and they're trying to track down said bad person that doesn't have integrity and probably has stolen a significant amount of things and um, hurt people in the process. And, so, and hurt people <laughs> in the process, and so you get to move cards around. Um, there's a lot of like trying to balance like what knowledge you're giving away, what knowledge people don't know. Um, and so it's a kind of cool thing. Um, I like it a lot. It's a lot of fun. There are six different modes. I've only been able to play three of them. Um, the, um, some of the later modes require a ton of people, like six to eight. Um, and I just haven't had the group that could play that. I mean, I like that the um, game is as diverse as it is, obviously. That sounds super cool, like yeah. that you can play from two to... Is it is it eight or is it nine? Like. It's it nine. Nine. Um, nine, is, a, nine is three teams of three. Okay. Three for That's that just a lot of players for a single board game that you don't see a lot of, like, most board games you only see two to four players, six, two to six players, yeah. but you don't see anything, like, typically above that. 
Yeah. And so in like each of the different modes, there are different like kind of roles that your characters can have. Um, and I, I can't speak too much of this because like I said, I just haven't been able to find the six to nine players for those bigger modes or five to nine players, however that is broken out um, for those bigger modes. Um, but it's really fun. Like I said, I've played the three modes and I've probably of these three, I've probably played about 15 games of it combined of these three. And so, like I said, one of the, I'm really upset because game mode five is the six to eight player mode and it's FBI versus mafia. And every player in the game has a different abilities and it's really cool, but I just, it's hard to get that many people together and play. Um, and so it's just like, it's a bit too complex to like break out with a youth group after small group. And, but, um, it's a lot of fun. I've played it with some youth minister friends of mine. I actually played it earlier today also. Um, and so it is a lot of fun and I do really like it. Um, yeah. So like the first mode is, let me get there to the name. It's killer versus inspector. Then there's hitman versus sleuth. The, the, um, the game mode three is called spy tag where everybody is a spy trying to figure out who the other people are. And that game, that game mode is designed for three to six, but you can also play with eight or nine players doing teams. And so it's really cool. It's a ton of fun. Um, and it's kind of the most simple multiplayer mode, which is why I've done that one. There's master thief versus chief of police, which I haven't gotten to do FBI versus mafia, which I also haven't gotten to do. Then there's game mode six, which is heist, which I also, like I said, those last three, I haven't been able to get the people, Well, one of them's only two player, but, um, for those last two specifically, I just haven't been able to get the people gathered to play. Okay. Okay. Final question. So, or maybe not final question, okay. but question, um, it's called noir. So does this feel like a fifties crime drop, like 1950s crime drama? It, it honestly does. That is cool. Um, okay. I will say like, um, in my playthroughs, um, when I did the first game mo- game mode, um, I was the the detective both times, and it really felt like, like a huge challenge to track down um, who the serial killer was. And so, and then likewise, um, today I played as both the sleuth and as the hitman, and it really feels like you're sneaking around trying to do stuff um, and get all this stuff figured out. <coughs> Leaving that in. Um, <laughs> leaving in the awkward pause as I go to sneeze. I really hope you cut out the sneeze, though. Just so it just goes to this conversation of me of us talking about me sneezing. Um, so kind of with all that said, one of my big gripes about the game is that it feels very unbalanced for those first two 1v1 modes. Um, in the killer versus inspector, it really felt like the killer has the advantage. Um, and I found myself losing those because the killer is allowed to disguise themselves and then become a different player on the board, but the inspector isn't. So the killer can figure out who the inspector is, run away, and then they already they have the knowledge of who the inspector is going forward. Uh. Whether the inspector doesn't get that escape. But then in the second mode, Hitman versus Sleuth, it definitely felt like it favored the Sleuth. Um, so like I don't know if there's like a house rules way of fixing that where they feel a little bit more balanced. I don't I don't know. I'm sure they play tested a bunch of stuff, but and maybe this is just the games that I've played. 
but it definitely felt that way. Um, whereas Spy Tag, because everyone has the same role, definitely feels, I mean, it's balanced. And it, it is that it is that knowledge and keeping all of that memorized and trying to keep all this knowledge in your head that you don't, um, and like not wanting to reveal who you are to the other spies <laughs> and stuff like that. So um, just for the record, we always reference Metacritic, um, Board Game Geek, is kind of the equivalent for board games. And on there, it's rated a 6.7. Um, I I don't know. I kind of feel like that's a little low. I'd probably put it high sevens for me personally. Um, but it is what it is. And once again, reviews are always kind of just up to you and up to whatever. They're so subjective anyway if you try to put a n- numerical score on it. Because you care about anybody else's so. review. Ours is what's important. So only listen to this one. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, we are, as previously discussed, we are on Stitcher now, which means we're basically professionals. Yeah, exactly. Um, unpaid professionals, but professionals nonetheless. And so you can get this game um, for nineteen eighty-seven on Amazon right now. Um, I don't know. I would assume you can find it on Cool Stuff and other sites like that as well. Um, but just for, for some reference, it's definitely a lot of fun. It's especially that third game mode of spy tag. Um, I've had a ton of fun playing that. And this is definitely a game that I'm looking forward to breaking out when you come and visit. Cause I'm excited for us to play co- basically cops and robbers. Cause stealing's bad too. And we didn't know each other um, when we were playing cops and robbers. So basically now we're looking an excuse to do so together. Yeah. And so like I said, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> I really enjoy it. It does have those balance issues, but I mean, it's I guess I would then it just becomes a game that you don't typically pull out for 1v1 and becomes a game for like larger groups because you have that oh. capability of playing with large groups so that's yes yeah. nice. oh and one of the things I was talking to my friend today that we were playing it one of those ways that 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 advantage can definitely be relevant though is like if somebody has played a lot more board games than the other one you can definitely give them the harder role um, and kind of have that be a way of like a kind of enforcing a balancing like a handicap kind of thing um, and so you, you can do that too that's definitely a way and that's definitely an option I guess um, like I said I don't know how unbalanced it actually is in terms of if you played 50 playthroughs of each mode how it would come out but um, Makes sense. in the modes that, that I played it always came out that way even when we switched things up so Let's see. Oh, we skipped something. Um, so you can go. Oh, that's right. We did skip something. And have you ever played Monopoly? Ah, uh, yes. Have you ever lost friends playing Monopoly? No. Have you ever been really upset because you couldn't play the Monopoly piece you wanted to play? Yes. So, if you were interested, you can go to votemonopoly.com and you can vote on the new Monopoly pieces on a site that has really annoying music when played through headphones Um, (laughs) and you can vote on what you want the new Monopoly pieces to be Um, they got stuff like a hashtag a typewriter, sunglasses um, a T-Rex sailboat, jet ski trumpets a jet, beach ball, um, just a bunch of random stuff. Turtle, 
The, the correct answer is a turtle. Everyone vote for the turtle. I uh, miss the turtle. A winky face. Where's the turtle? It's on the face or the page that has the bed. Um, just so you guys know. There's a rubber duck. Ah, tortoise. Um, and so there's a bunch of just like really random stuff that you can do. Um, I think it's a really cool idea. And you pick eight. Um, I don't know. Yeah, and you get to pick eight, and those are your vote for what's going forward. Um, of the original pieces, um, like I am all on board with um, the race car and the boot are definitely the ones that I like. But of the like, I don't care about the wheelbarrow. I don't care about the battleship. That just feels like cheating. Um, There's lots of emojis. And like, yeah, the, I'm not a fan of that. But um, I like this idea. Like I said, i got to go through and actually do my votes. I'm voting for the T-Rex. Um, I'm going to vote for... Where's the turtle go? There's the turtle. Voting for the cell phone. Let's see, I like the motorcycle. Um, don't, don't care about the thumbs up. I'm from Texas. I think I am legally obligated to vote for the cowboy hat. Um, I like the penguin because penguins are adorable. There's don't care about any of the emojis. Um, what is this one? Sliced bread. Yes, please. I did do the Mr. Monopoly emoji because I feel like he doesn't look like an emoji. So much. Oh, I got you. I like that one too. And so I need one more penguin. Um, oh, there's a cowboy boot. I already got okay. the penguin. Um, I don't like the there's there's a oh wait what are these bunny slippers yes please okay. so I'm looking so I locked in. at my selection right now and the tortoise looks so out of place because there's so much more detail on it than any other yes, piece it, it, <laughs> but um so I picked T Rex tortoise motorcycle cowboy hat penguin sliced bread Monopoly emoji bunny slippers I picked so. the scooter the jet ski the helicopter. Land, sea, and air, right? Okay. All right. The tortoise, the penguin, Monopoly emoji, cell phone, and computer. Yeah. So remember, everyone, your vote matters. We could get the Monopoly pieces we don't want in the game of Monopoly. We're probably not buying. <laughs> it's uh, true. At least when I speak for myself. But you can go on and vote. We'll have the link in the show notes. Or like I said, you can go to votemonopoly.com um, and you can vote on yours. Is there anything, Chris, that you didn't see that you would want in your Monopoly game? I don't know. It depends. Because most of what I would want, I just buy an alternate edition of Monopoly. Okay, I got you. Or you just play with a random figure because you don't actually have to use their figures. Yeah, maybe I'll use this Terminator head. It's a really big figure. That'll take up... All of the spaces. And this is great radio because they can't see the Terminator. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hey, <laughs> but, it's not about being great radio. <laughs> it's, just... it's about having fun with friends. And that's really what this is yeah. all about. I know I saw a thing on the internet of people calling for Harambe. <laughs> Harambe. Like to, 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 write, to write in Harambe because there wasn't a gorilla. I saw some Bodie McBoatface. Bodie, okay. Um, basically just all of the internet memes. Um. And so, we'll see. I definitely like. There's a lot of vehicles. I would like buildings. Like, I guess it could be weird for like to have like a skyscraper, but like since like you build hotels, but like you could do like a like some kind of house that looks separate from the things that you build on it. 
It's true. Um, you could definitely do something like that that I definitely think would be cool. Um, but I don't know. Like I said, you can really just go and play with anything. And so, like teasing something that's going to happen, a planeswalker from Magic the Gathering. So... You can really just do whatever you want. You don't have to use this pieces in the box. It's true. So. I mean, like, you'll end up losing half of them anyway, right? And you end up just using, like, coins. I'm the penny. <laughs> I'm the penny. I'm the penny. <laughs> or well, NASCAR not, like, cards play with or real money. Or... Yeah. <laughs> That's a great way. <laughs> Comes betting. It's actually just gambling. Yeah, it's exactly. Now. Oh, but... Speaking of Monopoly, though, did you know that free parking doesn't do anything? Yeah, and the actual rules. That's a house rule that they added, yeah. I didn't realize that because I've never played that way. Yeah, I actually like playing without free parking um, because it makes money a limited resource. So, like, once money goes into free parking, it's just gone. And so I actually kind of like that because it makes you have to be a lot more conscious with how you do yeah, things. Yeah, don't get that one person who's like almost out and just gets super lucky and right. gets free parking. Oh, I'm still in it. Right. But you're also supposed, or you also have the option when you land on a space to put it up for auction instead of paying the actual amount. I think it's a requirement, technically. Official rules say that. Uh-oh. If you don't buy the property you land on, it goes immediately oh, right, right. up for auction. So, right, right, you are correct. Yeah. And so, but I mean, once again, like you can pay the price or put it up for auction. And so, and so then, and you can still bid in the auction, so you can try to just get it at a lower price. <laughs> so, um, but it is what it yeah. is. I haven't played Monopoly in a very long time, so. So. But I voted. And my vote counts. That's our top of the table section. You write, you write. I don't know if that's what... That's kind I of rough. That's kind of forced. Called it that because... Just like a Nintendo Switch conference. Ayo. <laughs> but in conclusion, what have you been playing, reading, watching, or listening to since we last talked? Well, last week, I, I talked about how hypothetically there was a really annoying puzzling dungeon in Final Fantasy XV, or platforming dungeon. And how that is what had prevented me from getting the platinum, hypothetically. Um, so this week I got the platinum. I got that all finished. I beat the the giant turtle mountain thing. I think it took me an hour and a half. It's not bad. I was level 70, 79 when I did it. Um, I just put on an episode of Critical Role, and then I watched some Commander Clash because it's kind of mindless. Yeah, like it's, it's not a complicated. Really just easy takes battle. It's just super long. He just has a lot of health. Yeah, and so. I got that platinum. That's platinum 34 for me. Um, and then I started playing Uncharted 4. Um, a friend of mine at church um, let me borrow that. And so I'm, I think at the start of chapter 5, I'm playing on the hardest difficulty to get those trophies. Um, <laughs> and so I played all the other ones on Crushing also. And so it's not a huge difference for me. But I did die in the first gunfight because I forgot how the controls worked. Because it's been a while. Almost a year. And so, yeah. <laughs> and I still suck. And so, um, I'm excited. I love Uncharted. It's such a great series. I mean, I Uncharted 4 came out right as I was buying my house. So, I had money that I needed to spend on not video games. That's what you get for being an adult. So, I don't know what you need more than a bed and your 
computer desk and TV. Like, I don't know what else you need, dude. So, like, literally, I could um, fit my life. Oh, wait, I did. Look, I fit my, oh, I wait. my entire life fits in this bedroom. You could fit it in a bedroom at the house that I own, and we could be roommates instead. Give me a couple years. Or a year. So... <laughs> So I did that. I started reading a book called Owning Faith, um, which is about um, ministry and reaching out to young people. And owning your faith. And I, theoretically owning your faith. It's written by Dudley Chansey ah! or edited by Dudley Chansey. It's a collection of essays um, about ministry. And so he's one of the editors. Um, Dudley Chansey is the youth ministry professor where Chris and I went to college together. He's awesome. So, And so it's really good. Like I said, I've only done the first chapter. He is not the reason but, I left. Is what I should say. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, what are some things you've been up to? I got a lot to come back to, so we'll try to. Um, try I haven't to break been up. up too much. I did binge watch a series of unfortunate events on Netflix. How? How is it? It's super good, actually. I, I I definitely like it. I like the format because you're not trying to condense, granted, smaller books, multiple small books into a single movie. You're, it's pretty long. Like there's so much content and um i like the format of the nar- narration from quote-unquote lemony snicket um as a character um i like that idea um it's very it fits in really well with the books um so the first season covers books one through four first four books i want to say okay. um and they've done a really good job i've uh I think and Neil Patrick Harris is the the main guy. Yeah, so it doesn't feel as goofy as the movie is what I like. I think he does a good job of like playing a playing the eccentric without like. Whereas I thought, you know, in the movie, uh, can't think of his name right now. Isn't it Johnny Depp? No, it's um Ace Ventura, dude. Uh, <laughs> Jim Carrey. Oh, Jim Carrey. Um, Jim Carrey definitely is, like, when he plays an eccentric, it's very comedic. You know, and that's what happened. Um, whereas this takes a more of a darker tone, um, mm. does a good job of making it feel like the books. In my opinion. Like I said. Um, I've been playing Diablo 3 uh, again, because I nice. haven't wanted to be, play, uh, like, play anything story driven right now um and then apparently there's so i haven't played d3 since they first brought in the season system so new season just started Mm -hmm. there's four seasons in a thing it's a year however in a year that's the time and what a season is is it gives you a chance to start over you get none of your stuff you start from level zero and yeah with nothing. So, so why? What's the part of it is to compete with others about getting through the game again quickly, um, and also there's always new equipment with new specs and new features that are released every season that okay. aren't available in the rest of the game yet. And then at the end of the season, your characters and all your stuff get transferred back to your uh, main account. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like, like, so it's not like they don't reset all of your characters. You opt right. into you it. You make a seasonal character, or you reset a character to be a seasonal character. Oh, okay. I got you. I got so. you. 
It's frowned. I thought that I thought you were saying that every like every three months they just reset. Oh everything. no, that would be obnoxious. I hate that. And I was like, that sounds awful. Because it's a grind. It, like D three is definitely a grindy game. Um, but yeah. Uh, so so I've been playing that. Uh, it they fixed a lot of things in the game, or maybe I just have a friend who plays too much and rushes me through everything. I don't know. Like mm-hmm. I feel like leveling up is like leveling is easier. It's quicker. It's they balance out the game quite a bit since I've played last, which is like. What are you playing on? Ago. I PC? play on PC. Yep. If you want to get it, Cameron. I actually have it. On PC? I got it on release day. Oh, we should so. play. At some point. Yeah, I actually, um, I really wanted to play it when it came to PS4. I've uh, heard cause it has it's so, a like, very good experience, like, on console. Yeah, and it has, like, couch co-op and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I don't have anybody that I live with, so couch co-op's not a thing. And so, <laughs> But, I, I mean, I really liked Diablo 3. I played a couple playthroughs um, of it, and I got... Some pretty good characters, relatively good gear at the time. I'm sure it's all trash pretty now. Much. But... It's worth doing a seasonal if you want to get back in, just because you're mm-hmm. gonna get like you automatically get a full set of gear when like there's some chapter quests that you do, and you get a full mm-hmm. set of max level gear um, yeah. to start you off on the grind to get better gear. But yeah, so yeah, I need to. I think I have a problem with my battle net. Because it's not BattleNet anymore. It's and still so... BattleNet. Currently, okay. I think because they they changed the authenticator. Or something yeah, they've like changed that. some of the authentication things. It's still under BattleNet. Like the thing is still under Battle.net or whatever. I think they changed their web, main website and stuff, but they haven't done a full switch yet. But yeah. So I've been playing. So that. yeah, I gotta get that figured out. Um, we all jump in with you at some point. Yeah, I'll rush you or try to. Woo. Not very good. Um, just get me killed multiple times. I've been watching uh, the comedy series. I watch it on Hulu, The Good Place. Um, it's an interesting concept about how our. It's pretty much it is about what you do to get into the good place. There's a tally system to earn po- like while you're living. There's a calculator essentially tallying up everything you do, hmm. whether and giving it a good or bad value, and then when you die, your tally. Depending on what your tally is, you go to the good place or the bad place. Okay. And the good place are these communities of 300 people, and you are set up with your soulmate. Who apparently has to die at the same time as you, essentially. Or in the same... That seems very inconvenient. Yeah. Like, I don't... I don't... Like, there's lots of holes you could poke in it, but it's interesting, like... And then you're no longer telling. It's... And then someone from that should be in the bad place ends up in the good place starts becoming a better person so like mm. what do you do like it's, it's it has some moral implications but it's still like obviously it's a comedy it's like it just has some cool ideas in it and that's really about all i've been up to and getting ready for classes where are you watching it hulu okay maybe while you're here we can watch it and we can talk about like faith implications oh, it sounds yeah, like there's that, something that'd there be a really good episode maybe, so, potentially because I don't have Hulu, so... I could always send you mine anyway. So, we'll figure it out. But yeah, so, um, what about you? What's like, what, what is the rest? You said you had plenty to come back to. Yeah, so I've been watching more Bob's Burgers and Pretty Little Liars with my girlfriend. Um, I would started watching Legend of Korra. Again, Spoiler alert, I've Cameron has it. a girlfriend. Woo! As mentioned <laughs> last week. Did we mention it last um, week? I don't remember. 
Yeah, and then, I because I reference I talked about watching Pretty Little Liars. Last oh, week. that's right, that's right. Not not a show I would have watched on my own. Um, and so doing that, I, I'd watched um, over. I think it was Christmas break. I had some time off of work, and so I uh, marathoned um, the first three books or the three books of Last Airbender and the first two books of Legend of Korra, and then I kind of got um, burnt out. And by burnt out, I mean Final Fantasy fifteen came out. And so, um, I picked that back up, and so I'm in. I'm in book three of Korra with Zaheer, who is the best he's villain so cool. in the series. He's intense. And so I'm. Um, I'm excited to be back into that. Um, and then, let's see. On Saturday, uh, my girlfriend and I went to Rhode Island, and we played some board games with some friends of mine out there. We played a game called Battleship, which is like a kids' terri- ter- um, territory control game. It was a lot of fun. It's very simple. Um, you basically are a bunch of sheep and you're taking over a pasture and whichever sheep take or whichever set of sheep takes over the most pasture wins. Okay. And so, so we played that. We played wits and wagers, which is a trivia game. Um, my girlfriend and I were on the same team and we won, which is kind of always what you want. And then, <laughs> uh, we played code. No, I, I prefer to lose. And I prefer losing actually, now that you mention it. Um, we, we played Codenames, which was probably one of my p- favorite party games, and so that was a ton of fun. And then we won that too. I wasn't actually with my girlfriend; she was on the other team. But my team won both games. <laughs> so, in other words, Cameron just wins. And then, that's, that's all you need to know. Yeah. And then today, after I went to IKEA, um, I came home with uh, with some friends and we're hanging out. We played Arena of the Planeswalkers, the uh, Magic the Gathering board um, game. Tabletop yep. board game miniature battle yeah. thing. Um, it's okay. I mean, I only played it once. Eh, it was okay. I might play it again. The figures look like trash. <laughs> um, like their paint job is awful. I'm like, 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 and I say that as it looks like I painted these. Like we've talked about our Not lack of artistic quality, ability. Yeah. It looks like I painted these. Um, and then I played a game called Tides of Time. Um, which my friend Jason in Rhode Island um, gave to me. Um, we just did one playthrough. Um, it was okay. It seemed if you have, if anybody's ever played Seven Wonders, it felt like a less fun version of Seven Wonders. And then uh, we played some Noir. Uh, my friend wanted to help me get ready for my review, and so I wanted to knock out a little bit more stuff before I did it. So, um, so yeah, that was my day. Oh, and I got to play some Magic. Yay! Saturday morning. Which I did not. And so I got to play. Yeah, I got to play some um, Commander with my friend. Um, played some Atraxa, and so still got to get that deck to the, be the version of the deck that I want. But it's a slow process because it's expensive, and I have other things to spend money on. So, yes, yeah, so that was my week. Sounds like a good week. And with that, that concludes our episode, guys. Thanks for tuning in uh, this week. Um, and be sure to follow us on Twitter. Check us if you play on play games on PlayStation. Check out our community. Um, yep. Both of those are one geek four one one. So. And if you have any questions, email us. Email us. Email us at first one st geek four one one at gmail dot com. And be sure if you are listening on iTunes to rate us there and comment. Um, and we'll see you or see you next week. Oh, and, or, and as mentioned, we're on Stitcher now. Oh, yeah. And if you listen to us on Stitcher, so, do yeah. that too. 
yeah, we'll have um, links to all of that stuff on our website. Um, I'll put all those up this week by the time you hear this. Um, and you can also go to our website to check out the show notes that we do for every episode. It's mostly me trying really hard to be funny. He doesn't have so, to try that hard. He just has to find uh, lots of memes and stuff, be stuff. Yeah. And so we got two of those. I have the show notes up or done for episode two. For some reason, I just haven't put them on the website. So I'll get that done this week also. So go check those out. Um, uh, please, and please t- um, share with your friends. Um, and like I said, let us know. We'll eventually start doing like question of the week type stuff. Right. So. I'll ask you all the questions actually. Like eventually our entire podcast will just be us. Let us know. Let us know. Let us know. <laughs> It'll just be us asking yeah, exactly, questions. Like, we send out like a Google doc. <laughs> and like, please answer these questions. <laughs> but like we said, thanks for tuning in guys. Have a great week till next time.